0: This is the one with a multiverse A
1: secret invasion
0: Agents of the Lupari Shield
1: Doctor's estranged mother
0: And the head of an intelligence agency going dark for no reason
1: It's called Survivors of the Flux Here Here we go! (sighs) We're still on our epic phrase All through time and all through space Whistle being an angel's hair Dalek, Cyber, Zood and WOW Counting Sonic's rating apps From the poor to
0: the sublime Eccleston and Whittaker Let's agree it's about time Who back when? Reviewing on you who there is Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes please Rose and Donna Amy Pond Murray Clara And beyond Join, Join us on this to See what other choice could there be But
1: who back who when?
0: Who back, back when? when? What? ho podcast land and welcome to oh wow we a real doozy of uh, an evening let me tell you yes we are here for yet another fantastic episode of who back when a doctor who
1: podcast or uh, (coughs) podcast wait doc past that's the one (laughs) don't make me add stuff i can't handle it
0: But who are we, Podcast Land? Well, I am Leon, and I have the privilege to be gazing across my dinner table at the gorgeous bearded visage of none other than Drew Backwen. Hello, Drew.
1: Hello, Leon. Hello, Podcast Land. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Survivors of the Flux, part five of Flux. Flux. What's the Flux? The penultimate
0: installment in the Flux season, season 13, and I think... I think, as I recall, this is where it lost me.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah,
0: this is sort of where it lost me, on first viewing. Okay, yeah. yes. It also does kind of represent a market dip in quality from previous installments, I feel.
1: That's Would you not agree? Interesting, because I thought this episode came perilously close to starting to make some kind of sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm through the looking glass here, but yeah started to add up for me some of the stuff we were saying like why would they let her live in previous episodes oh and that's because oh and actually that wasn't what i thought it was and oh it doesn't all hang together don't get me wrong there are plenty of things that are coincidence nonsense (laughs) utter rubbish yep but less than i thought yeah okay you know what Agreed. Yes, absolutely agreed.
0: Fewer instances of rubbish than I remember encountering, but definitely (laughs) so many ends left loose for me.
1: Ah, but that's what next week's for. Oh,
0: really? Well, I'm sure they'll pick up all of those loose ends and do something with them. In a
1: neat little Gordian knot.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I usually make a crap ton of notes when I watch these and quite a few questions. This time, I have written more questions. There are more bullet points of questions to ask you. <laughs> oh, wow. Then I have notes of just like, oh, wow, that's, that's good. There are some some moments where I went, aha, great. Mm-hmm. Yay, bagels, that sort of thing. But mostly this episode left me a little either confused or perturbed.
1: Right, with 8 billion questions to come at me, I realise I've made a very bold statement. Yep. <laughs> well, so, we'll see. <laughs> to begin our orientation, how about we introduce Podcast Lantern's episode via a bite-sized chunk of who? Oh, what a marvellous
0: idea. Yes, let's do exactly that. Time for us to synopsize, slubify and summarise, so take a view and grab a brief and listen to this town. overview, yeah. this free for we like to call a bite-sized chunk, chunk of who? <laughs>
1: I chunk of who?
0: Three years have passed since Yaz, Dan, and Jericho were angeled back to the past, and she's been Indiana Jonesing around the world with her new fam, trying desperately to ham-fist a dotted red line composited onto a map into this episode's B plot. Blah blah blah, something about the end of the world and tunnels through space
1: and time. Meanwhile, five seconds have passed since the doc was angel, and it turns out she's not an angel anymore. They just petrified her for the pigeon shits and giggles, and to transport her to the one place Tecteun told her she should never come. Courtesy of, well, that'd be Tectane again. Yadda yada yada Grand Serpent Unit Kegel Sontarans. Biscoe over. You are welcome. That is correct.
0: Yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) where are we starting? Would you like to kick us off, or shall I kick us off with a question that undoubtedly you will be able to answer because this episode made sense?
1: Yes. (laughs) As I have (laughs) asserted, without recourse to my legal representation. I'd like to pick up on something, first of all, that Ollie Raven brought up last week. Oh, yeah? Last, wait, month. <laughs> about how the cliffhanger and its non resolution is extremely underwhelming, non resolution, no less. Leaves a lot to be desired at the start of the following week, i.e., this week. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I can't fault you <laughs> there, Ollie. <laughs> well done, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay. I, got oh, you. I thought we'd have something to add, but he summarized it pretty well. I mean, How disappointing is that? Well, this is just, Doctor, our equivalent of bundling you in the back of an E-van and taking you blindfolded, with your own hands, sick burn, to wherever you need to go.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: Plus, you think maybe the Angels have some
0: sort of nefarious ulterior motive behind all of this, or they're working for Division, and Division has some ulterior motive... But actually, none of that makes sense. The angels start off by saying, yeah, now we have your form. Ha ha ha. W- w- does that mean anything? Not really, because
1: the angels already had all her memories. Right, yeah. So what does it... Yeah, It means nothing. No, it doesn't. Oh, I'm going back on what I said five minutes ago. This episode makes zero sense. One of my questions is, if you had all the secret memories of the Doctor's past multiple generations wouldn't you put it in a fob watch straight away rather than entrusting it to a weeping angel who can fuck off wherever they like in time (laughs) and go rogue? Apparently, the rogue angel really was a rogue angel, and it wasn't lying to the doctor.
0: Yeah, but the rogue angel has (laughs) also not suffered any consequences at this stage. So the rogue angel gave them the doctor in order to no longer be hunted by its kin, right? At the end of the last one. Yes. Oh, we've made a deal. We've bolted. Here, you can have the doc, whom you already had. But yeah, you can have the doc. I'm not going to stop you as long as you let me go. Great. Did they? Who knows? What happened to the lady that angel took over? I can't remember her name now. What happened to, to that woman? Oh, crumbs, Claire. Claire, that was her name. What happened to her?
1: I don't know. I don't know if we ever know.
0: Oh, I bet you that's somewhere in that Gordian knot. Okay, uh, (laughs) yeah, one
1: answer question, what the frick has happened to Claire?
0: Okay, I'm going (sighs) to...
1: Also, I just wanted to say, if you were the angel and you have access to all these wonderful memories, and in the very same episode, Tectayoon is waxing lyrical about how the Doctor inspires people, and makes them hope and stuff, wouldn't the angel... Well, isn't that why that angel went rogue? And if not, then... Well, clearly it isn't, because the line hasn't been connected there. The angel just went rogue because, I don't know, whatever, it disagreed with ends justifying the means or something or the other way round. blah 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 and yeah it does it has the memories but it didn't go rogue because of them and then it gives them up it's not what the doctor would do so what use are they fuck that yeah you're right
0: i hadn't connected those dots either that could have been a pretty interesting development you could have had a planet full of angels Suddenly, rebelling against division because now they have Doc's form, and Doc's form is inspiring to them somehow, or Doc's memories are inspiring to them somehow.
1: Yeah, but that's too dangerous a possibility, so that is all brushed aside.
0: Right. Okay. Mm. Mm,
1: annoyed now. Didn't take long.
0: Don't worry about it. We're going to get you even more annoyed. Okay, oh, this is just <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> all right. Can I ask a multi-part question?
1: Okay. A
0: multiverse multi-part question. <laughs> You know what? It is related to that. Uh Uh-huh. Why, uh, am I right in in understanding that the Flux was created to, essentially, to to kill Doc?
1: Yes, because the Doctor would have been caught up in it, in the universe, either the first blast or the last, I guess. Right. So this is why
0: Tectune wants to destroy that old universe. Doc is stuck in that universe. Let's destroy it. Yes. No more Doc. Mm Mm-hmm. So then they escape to a new universe.
1: Well, they're on the way there, yes.
0: And she says, why don't you come with me, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you leave that universe? There's a nasty flux in it, don't you know? Yeah. I think we just established why there's a flux in there, Tecteoen. <laughs> why? why? Why all of that?
1: Yes. Rejoin me. Come with us into the next universe, into the beyond. Help me build with your memories restored. Be complete again, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. If that's all it would take
0: to get Doc on sides, why go to the trouble of creating the flux? Why not just tempt Doc with these memories?
1: It's well, just the service of the script, isn't it? Tecteo knows the Doctor better than anyone. They make that very clear. She's like, I knew you could. you were ungovernable. I knew you couldn't be reasoned with. And then the very next scene because of the dramatic potential, that's exactly what she tries to do. Maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh on this, maybe it's because when she said used to call me mother, some small hint of affection was stirred in Tek heart. Like, it's the same hearts in there. Like, it's the same eyes. And yeah, she she had a little bit of compassion for her former protege.
0: Is this the same compassion? Just to clarify, this is the same compassion that led her to <laughs> destroy... Her repeatedly. Yes. Murder her (laughs) repeatedly and then destroy an entire universe in order to kill her once and for all.
1: Taktion's very complex. She has grand plans. We think Uh, of individual lives and deaths as meaning something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taktion's seen the bigger picture. You know what? That's exactly what this is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Taktion, she's just after that 30,000 feet view. That's that's all. No. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, Tectone is boldly leaving this first planet-slash-universe behind, off to Mars-slash-the-next-universe. We need to fall in behind her ambition.
0: Right. Okay. I'm not sure that answers the
1: question. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> would, would you like uh, Pong Mai Ping? Since we're talking about Tectone, mm-hmm. and she didn't want the Doctor to find out about Division or anything like that. Right. And she's like, morality was always your problem. Yep. And she seems to know pretty much everything that's going on in the universe, everything that's going on with the Time Lords. Where does the Master fit into all this? Because the Master is the one who accessed the Matrix, found all this stuff, then killed all the Time Lords. Yes. And Tectean's just kind of fine with it? I'm not even saying that she has to want to save any of the Time Lords, but why would she not try to stop him giving the Doctor the information? might be i can't believe
0: i'm defending this serial this this yep serial yeah it might be that at this point she reasons well the master's in the old universe doc's in the old universe doesn't matter what doc learns doesn't matter if the time lords get killed the time lords are going to die anyway in fact he's kind of doing her a favor the master's doing her a favor by ensuring that the time lords can't come up with a separate plan to somehow thwart hers and stop the Flux.
1: Oh, right, yes. More people to deal with, all ganging together, right.
0: In fact, if anyone could prevent the Flux from destroying the universe, it would be the Time Lords.
1: Handy that they have all been eradicated at this point, so the Lupari and their apparently amazing technology had to step in.
0: So does... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point as well. Do... Was the destruction of the Time Lords deliberate, do you think? On what her face is part.
1: Take it gets years. very circular at that point, doesn't it? Because either the master she wanted him to find out and then kill the Time Lords, or she wanted him to not find out and then everything's fine, but maybe Well, I thought it was more circular than it was, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess she's fine with A
0: or B. What does the Master actually say? The Master f- has found out about all this, but the Master doesn't say anything no, else, it, right?
1: It's all foreboding and impending doom and all cliffhanger material. It's like, everything you know has changed. I'm not going to tell you, though.
0: Yeah. Is it sort of... Okay, tell you what, does the Master know about any of this? Does the Master know that Tectune is has caused the Flux?
1: Does the Master even know about the Flux? <laughs> That's a very good question. He clearly survives it. I don't know how. I guess the time ripples in the past. He could be in the past. He could be in the future. They didn't reach him. If it's a question of time rather than space, let's not get into that just yet. Mm. So, no, the Master, he was only contracted for one more episode, and it wasn't this one. See, that
0: to me seems like an abandoned plot thread. Mm -hmm. Abandoned, perhaps out of desperation, perhaps for want of ideas.
1: Also, want of a plausible resolution within six not-quite-hours. Yes, exactly. He is a definite spanner in the works. Does he show up in the next one? I don't think so. So there's no master in Flux? No. Nope.
0: So at the moment, we're sort of operating on the assumption that the master is dead.
1: Oh, yes, him and his cyber lords. Exactly.
0: Even though, very clearly, obviously, he's not going to be dead. There will be more masters and more missies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Right. Okay, more, more questions? Yes, I do have another question based on it. what we just said. Let's hear it. Tech Tayun is waxing lyrical. Are we drinking every time we say Tech Tayun, by the way? <laughs> we both agreed that we should never do that or I would never get home in one piece. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. And you might not make it up the stairs. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tech Tayun slash Orsoc, whatever she's calling herself these days. Yeah, why is that? Oh, wait, it put a pin in that.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted
1: you. <laughs> Maybe that's just a Time Lord number or a Shibugan number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's like number 15 or something. Right.
0: Yeah, potentially. Anyway, sorry, that was a tangent I apologize. She
1: is talking about how magnificent division is. It's everywhere. They've got all these agents, all these species. Yeah. It's such a great achievement and edifice yeah but she's going to destroy the whole thing because it's all in universe one they haven't yet made it to universe two but no no
0: well among my questions is is division just one person
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh Um. it's the shadow proclamation but extra universal do you remember when they went to the shadow proclamation hq and it's just a big conference hall and there was like one Jadun in it, I think. Oh yeah. No, oh, I do yes, I do remember that. Okay. I
0: think the edifice, if you want to call it that, is that magnificent looking bit of CGI that is Twixt Universes. Right, yes. I think that is meant to be Division HQ. So Division and whom who and whomever belongs to it. Are not destroyed by the flux. They are mid transference to Universe 2. Like, there's none of division left in Universe 1.
1: Right, so there are potentially millions or billions. The whole company of angels that we've just seen. Well, yeah, that's another question. Is that
0: aboard that station? When Doc arrives and there are just tons and tons of angels, like, how do they get anything done? They're just like, (laughs) they can't move (laughs) because two angels can never move. Yeah. They, they can never go on a date. Hi, how are you? Done. End of date. Forever.
1: But yeah, anyway, so that is... I really is... want to see what you look like. Don't look, don't look! <laughs> Just feel my stony hand. It's so cold. Oh. I want to see the warmth in your eyes. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> really awkward. <laughs> really awkward
0: sexual encounters between angels. you
1: got me thinking of Demolition Man. They put the goggles they on. They put the goggles on, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they... used the three seashells. <laughs> wait
0: so wait does that imply it's virtual reality scatological sex because like oh we've got the three (laughs) seashells but we're also doing it so we're scooping each other's bums like what is that (laughs)
1: anyway that's (laughs) for our
0: demolition man podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's one of my
1: favorite films of all time love that film yeah
0: absolutely absolutely okay when you watch that film which fast food chain this is a bit of a tangent podcast land bear with us which fast food chain had survived into the future
1: Oh, I can't remember that.
0: Because there are two different cuts of the film and there are two different fast food chains, depending on who sponsored which cut.
1: Amazing! Yeah.
0: I watched the one that was Pizza Hut, but originally it was not Pizza Hut because I remember this. What was his name? What's the name of the English actor who plays the... It was King George III as well. Oh, God. I've got it on the tip of my noodle. Nigel Hawthorne. Right, yes. Nigel Hawthorne, when he says, join us at Pizza Hut, he's so clearly overdubbed himself mm-hmm. and what he originally said was taco bell hey! yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting wow right so back to doctor who yeah what were you talking about i have no idea oh angels so Thank awkward you. sexual encounters between angels <laughs> like <laughs> we can't look at each other we just need to fumble in the dark oh yeah you feel really good i mean we all kind of feel the same oh nice
1: it must be pretty hard being an angel so to speak out on the pole yes well yes first of all rock hard <laughs> Secondly, you can't go up to someone and say, Did you just fall from heaven? They must be missing, and I've heard it so many times. Oh, Cribes.
0: <laughs> Get in line, Pam to the side, an actual line of suitors. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so all of those angels are on board the space station, I think.
1: Yes, and... So they
0: are being transferred to Universe 2.
1: What about the Carvanista? He's still a member of Division. He hasn't been called in. Why doesn't he know that this is going on? Has he not been checking his emails? That is a
0: good point. Wait, is he a member of Division or is he an ex-member of Division? That's a great point. Hmm, not sure. I think you're right. I think he is the final member of Division.
1: Yeah, the only active agent the Doctor could track down.
0: Exactly. But clearly he's not an active agent, because he doesn't know what they're up to.
1: Yep, I am looking... Yes, Doctor, in episode one, you are the only known Division operative I can find alive. She doesn't say past or present.
0: Right, okay. Mm. All right, well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's an ex, ex-marine.
1: Yeah, who yep. nobody... Thought it worth to track down.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because
1: of all the information he had on the Doctor's past.
0: Yeah, Division is really kind of a shit intelligence organization. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, at the end of all this, the Doctor's like, "Well, I don't want to look at the Fob Watch, but could you just sketch in the basics?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're friends now, I suppose I can give you the general outline. Like, <laughs> 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 could just happen. Then he just talked in document force. <laughs> I don't want to lead you on. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> sort of a shaggy dog story. Oh, it's a hell of a tale. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to this episode. Okay. Okay, uh, there's one more one okay, yeah, more thing it, about tectonic can... that pisses me off. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that
0: is, to huh- be clear, I've got another like 74 pings.
1: <laughs> yeah. sorry it's just just all in this one little setting that i needed to get out i have a problem with her line you won't be told when the doctor is brought back like give me the context i've forgotten the context it's very early in the episode the angels deliver her the ood is patching her up and Orsok hoves into view and says imperiously you won't be told as if the doctor absolutely forced her way back in to division when at the end of episode three, she had told the doctor when they had their brief encounter, plucked out of her time stream or whatever, and "Don't come looking for this." And the doctor specifically defied her, and through her indomitable agency, juggernauted her way back to where Tecteon didn't want to see her. But
0: Marvel Im- character, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Immediately after that encounter. The Doctor had the angel hijack her TARDIS, bring her to episode four. The Doctor did everything she could to escape the angels. But the whole division of weeping angels contrived to bring her directly to Orsock, presumably at her behest, because she's in charge of everything. And then she says, you won't be told. And then she says, welcome back. Yeah,
0: this is my point. Having that reunion makes absolutely no sense. This whole season is about how they want to kill Hera and leave her behind. You're right. Even ordering her to stay away, yeah. only to force this reunion and offer her salvation. Like this. Orsok, Tegdune, Ascot, whatever your name is, have <laughs> you not read the scripts? This is not what your mission is. You're about the exact opposite of what
1: you're putting on the table right now. Yeah, you're trying to have it both ways. And perhaps you have forgotten what happened at the other end of the script, because it's a pretty big script at this point. It's a multi-hundred pager, but go back and give it one more read. Yeah. There are some pretty cool
0: concepts behind Division's plan here, Uh and I think the problem is you can't have it both ways. You can't have this massive season arc of, we're doing this in order to X, Y, Z, and have that gorgeous scene of the station between universes and explain the plan and explain what's happening or possibly going to happen in Universe 2. Like, you can't have that. You have to pick one. Or you have to rewrite uh, the reason why you have that gorgeous bit of CGI. Or you have to rewrite a motivation for Doctor Want to potentially escape to Universe 2. And they lazily didn't do that. They didn't write it. And so Mm. in the 11th hour, they fist this into it. I think it's a bit of a shame.
1: It is. It's a great shame. And they did it so that they could have that cool moment in episode three and have this other cool moment where you think, oh, will the Doctor be tempted? But A, the viewer knows that the Doctor is absolutely never going to go for it. And B, Tecteoen should know and probably does know. So, Yeah. I mean, easy
0: fixes here might be... Sorry, because there's one more thing also that they feel this somehow legitimizes. It's setting up the fob watch and the temptation of her identity and her past and yada, yada, yada. All that nonsense. Mm -hmm. But an easy fix might be, Tectune has not yet left Universe 1. We don't need anything else. She petrifies the... Sorry, the angels petrify Doc in order to keep her where she is. Not to take them with her. What is sort of famously stationary fucking statues <laughs> turn her into a statue now she can't follow tetuune we yeah. we do the thing that you said in the beginning. The fact that she has now been turned into an angel motivates more angels to break away from this. they are yes. now it, somehow they're incited to rebellion. they do so let her. Let her loose, let her free. Kind yeah. of point her in the right direction, and she goes after Teckyun just as Teckyun is on her way to Universe Two.
1: Yeah, or or she could even be in Universe Two. Yeah, but the angel, because it has all the Doctor's memories, tells her where the wormhole is. And if you have an angel with all the Doctor's memories, and
0: Doc is turned into an angel, isn't there an easier way to put the memories back in Doc? Here, it feels like. Here are your options. Hang on. Is this not a slightly more interesting dilemma? (laughs) Here are your options. You can find out who you were all those possibly thousands, millions of lives, but you have to be turned into an angel to regain those memories. Or you lose your past, but you retain your present. Mm. Was that Mm. not kind of an interesting dilemma? I feel like that's kind of interesting. That would
1: make me at least pause for longer than I did when Texion was making her offer.
0: And... Tektiyun might, if we absolutely positively need to have the fob watch, Tektiyun might be keeping it because after she's killed the statue, the statue is just, like, gazing at the Flux, incapable of doing anything because it's a freaking statue. Mm -hmm. In Universe 2, Tektiyun can then take that fob watch, open it and point it at anyone, and Doc, that person will basically turn into Doc because all of Doc's memories, all of Doc's identity, will go into that person.
1: Oh, yeah. I can turn the Ood into Doc. Like, it just it, anyone. Tops you know. rude. yeah, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a spin-off RTD. And you can have the Fobwatch whisper, The Lord of Time, while you're at it. Like, yeah. we know you love. <laughs> <laughs> and why did Tetsuian just fuck off Camera off stage left to go to the toilet, so that the doctor could try to turn the oud in the five or so minutes she's taking a massive info dump. Okay, can I ask a
0: question that yeah, is directly sorry. important? This is
1: supposed to be your eight billion. Question. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. I'm so glad. I'm
0: very. I'm thrilled. So. I have more questions about that and I think let's put a pin in that and let's get back to Tech Tune and, and the Flux and all of that shenanigan all, all of that nonsense We've got bit. ten
1: other storylines to catch up on
0: So okay why don't we inaugurate the other storyline with with a quick, super duper quick question Does Jericho shit in a burlap bag? Oh when he ablutes Yes he ablutes and <laughs> he like really proudly holds up this little burlap bag he's like I'm gonna go and take a shit Oh <laughs> 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 up this bag kind of rattling it like it's got yesterday's lunch in it <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just gonna go n- a bloot <laughs> like, yeah. okay man like you
1: don't have to show me your shit like, <laughs> this is what counts for first class in 1904 <laughs> we get to throw it overboard whereas the Irishman in steerage just have to throw it at each other
0: <laughs> okay serious question about that timeline though
1: okay how the fuck did they get to Nepal and the Great Wall of China and Liverpool and
0: Constantinople
1: and And the first one Mexico Mexico, all within the year
0: 1904 that's that's almost exactly I actually I've counted this as five of my questions but yeah that is almost exactly (laughs) five of my questions
1: (laughs) okay well if we're both thinking it
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah it's pretty dumb the way I think that they crossed the Atlantic twice is by copy-pasting that ship footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's how they do that. It's very easy.
1: Also, they had to spend two or three months clearing m- most of China's pristine forest area. That's why the giant panda's so fucking endangered. <gasps> how do they eat? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they hacked away all its bamboo. So yeah. Also, bamboo is the quickest-growing plant on the planet. They're never going to get that sign to stay there for more than five minutes.
0: Okay, so I have... You know what, Sorted. Let's talk about that message for a bit. Okay, I have problems with this message. Are you
1: equally bamboozled?
0: <laughs> nice. So, A, it must have taken them forever to do that.
1: Yep. Until B. December the 30th, 1904. <laughs> B,
0: once they've done that, do they don't then not need to maintain it thus? Would it not be overgrown? C. <laughs> yes. They do this. Well, I'll just say, B, overgrown, definitely, bamboo, C, previous comment. And... And see, they do this in 1904. Yep. Does no one notice this gigantic message right next to a construction that famously is visible from space until 20... whenever it is, that 2022, 2021 or 22, that Carvinista, coincidentally just Carvinista, yep. is just on autopilot? <laughs> well, it's not coincidentally. But other people go like, "Oh, this is really not only is this a magnificent structure built to keep the Mon- Mongolians out, and it's it, it, what a feat of human engineering." Also, it's right next to a gigantic "fuck off" message in English. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what, what is what is going on? This this is a mystery that rivals the motivations of of behind pyramids, and and it, like we don't know. Crop circles are for dummies. This is where it's at.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that the Chinese might think, well, actually, the Great Wall would be better at keeping the English out. They're our biggest threat at this point. So, yes, that's exactly why we did it. And we're very (laughs) forward thinking about that. Yeah, certainly. It's not a coincidence that it pops up on Carvanista's screen, because Carvanista is named in the message. Yes, okay. However, he he would have to set his computer his onboard ship's computer, to be scanning for mentions of his name throughout history that might just so happen to appear on the crest of a time ripple. But, okay, but... Which is even more forward-thinking than the Chinese were. Okay, but, so...
0: Okay, alright.
1: No, alright, no, no. He's not letting it lie, podcast land! We're going to have an answer.
0: This message has been there for roughly 120 years. Indeed. Why has Carvinista only seen it now? Why wouldn't Carvinista, when he is... (laughs) Like, why wouldn't he when he learns to read <laughs> why are you named Carvinista? Is it because of that weird message on that planet Earth?
1: Yeah. You're actually... Oh yeah,
0: maybe, yeah, it might be that. That predates me by like roughly a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, maybe. You're actually the
1: eleventh Carvanista, but we're
0: hoping you're the one. Yeah. Fingers every so- <laughs> every single G D Day there's a Lupari named Carvinista showing up on Earth to meet his human, going, like, Did you leave that message? Like message what the fuck you're a dog
1: person and, then, <laughs> and, and only then, now yeah, the trail would have gone cold no humans lived more than 120 years this message would be studied
0: by every single academic on the planet well, oh, sorry, on two planets that's how it's
1: got to his screen then isn't it because it's the talk of the now, universe now it's the same concept that means and i had a problem with this they can go looking for the end of the world.
0: That was going to be my next question, actually. Yeah,
1: when clearly they know exactly when the end of the world was coming because of the flocks, but because of the time ripples, now there's a new end of the world, and I'm not entirely sure why they're looking for it and how they know. That
0: was essentially going to be my next question. Why are they doing that? Wouldn't, Wouldn't it be... Oh... Wouldn't it behoove them to find a means of communicating with the future, rather than finding out about some date that is further into the future than any of them will survive naturally? Yes. Let's spend <laughs> let, let's spend three years Indiana Jonesing around for absolutely no reason to find out what problem we cannot solve.
1: Yeah. Okay. Here's my unanswered question. Yaz mentions the sketch. Let's see if we can match anything to the sketch. So somehow they have received a sketch.
0: Oh, is this just from some prior Indiana Jones adventure that we didn't see? I
1: guess, but the sketch is probably Mm. of the offering pot. The offering pot that Yaz spots after several minutes without having moved from where she just swung down from the ceiling. I have
0: a question about that. Let's call it a tomb, whatever it is. An underground chamber. Yes. They've broken into it, right? It's a sealed chamber. Apparently. Why is there a lit candle? A candle! Like,
1: <laughs> I didn't it's a that. candle.
0: It's right next to an oil lamp, by the way. Like, it's next to an oil lamp. Yeah. But it is not just a candle, like a freaking Yankee candle. Like, it is a modern candle. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> it is lit. Yeah, it is. It is lit.
1: Mummies are real. They need light to read by. What they've did, got? Precious el- little so else did, to do. Did, did she plonk a candle there? Did she just like? Mm,
0: I'm gonna put this Yankee candle on on the altar right next yes. to an oil lamp,
1: and this will illuminate the oil lamp, which previously was in pitch darkness and completely invisible to me. Is, yeah, but and that's why, even though it's been right there in front of me the whole time, after two minutes, I can be like, oh, I think I found it. See I did not get the impression that she
0: had even brought that candle there. I got the no, impression that no. it was just there because it's kind of mystical. But
1: it's a freaking candle. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the transcript. <laughs> the person who has compiled the transcript has has asked the same question. It's a small pot sitting on an altar next to a lit candle. Who lit the candle? Are you serious? I'm I'm absolutely
0: serious. Oh, Chakotea, well done. Yeah. <laughs> you're my friend who agrees with me <laughs> that is brilliant
1: yes exactly mm. anyway that is the reason why there can be a new end of the world and that reverse ripple effect is why that can pop up in Carvin easter's new retconned timeline and, and also why to... joseph williamson's gateway is now open to new places and so in order to right yeah
0: i guess that makes sense but in order to find out when the end of the world is as though that helps them mm.
1: Well, they can they tell to... people, they can alert the authorities, alert unit, maybe. Oh, right. And could you quote your sources, please?
0: Yeah. So I read it off a tabernacle in an in a sealed Mexican pyramid tomb next to a Yankee candle. Oh, okay. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> I guess we'll put a lot of faith in that. It's like, you know, when did the Mayans say that the world was going to end? It remind me, was that in the past, Drew? Was that, was that in the past, or do we yeah. still have that to look forward
1: to? And Nostradamus? Yeah. Uh, Nostradamus, was that in the past? It was yeah. a huge thing. Nostradamus was like the entire 90s. That and, and s- steal Easy. your sunshine was like the whole 90s. You know? <laughs> and the millennium bug. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, I don't think that this is necessarily the way to go about proving the end of the world, is nigh. Like They're just going to end up being... Eff- effectively, what they're doing is they're legitimizing those people who walk around with, with placards... At like Speaker's Corner or massively addled on schizophrenia medication somewhere in Times Square going, the end is nigh, the end is nigh, repent now. It's
1: not important that I'm not wearing any clothes. In fact, (laughs) it'll help me be raptured.
0: Exactly. I suppose you could say they've also done their own research, but I don't know if that's something <laughs> that the government or anyone else should necessarily listen to. And also, if they did, what could they do about it? What could they do about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way. So let's say we find out it's within their lifetime. Let's say it's happening in the yeah. next 10 years or something. Yep. So someone either at the cusp or at the... Yeah, let's say at the cusp of World War One, finds out and believes that an unstoppable space energy is going to engulf the entire universe and thereby pulverize every living being therein. what are they going to do?
1: Shoot their Gatling guns at it. Done. Load the howitzers! Exactly. Mm. It
0: seems like a pointless B-plot.
1: Yeah, all your hoarding for the coming apocalypse won't amount to a hell of a tin of... tins of beans. While we're at it,
0: and we're talking about this B-plot, a few questions. Yes. Question one. Why is someone trying to stop them? And is that division?
1: No, it's the Grand Serpent. Because oh, he the has a serpent tattoo on his Oh, wrist. you're right,
0: it is the Grand Serpent. So, why yeah. is the Grand Serpent trying to stop them?
1: Because on the day of said apocalypse, that's when he delivers Earth to the Sontarans.
0: Right, so we know that that's in the 2020s.
1: Well, we do now.
0: We do now, yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> but why is he delivering Earth to the Sontarans, Leon? He
0: knows what's happening. He is, right? He, kn- yeah. he knows about yeah. the Flux. He knows about everything. So wh- yeah, exactly. That's a very good question. It's not even one of my questions.
1: Yeah. I, I have looked ahead to the episode six transcripts to try and get an idea of whether there was any justification for this, because the last we saw of the Grand Serpent in episode three, he was just being a dick to Venda. Yeah. And getting- oh, we'll get to Venda, by the way. Yeah. And and getting his enemies killed off in suspicious-looking accidents that people yes. shouldn't ask questions about. Yeah, that's about. right, yeah. And then he rocks up here, and you're like, ooh, the serpent's involved in unit. Well, isn't this a beguiling little mystery thrown into the mix? And I really enjoyed it for a while, and then I was like, but wait, what is he doing? And why is it him? And... I have looked ahead and I can answer the question. It is just a coincidence. He is a badon, He saw an opportunity to make a bit of profit by giving Earth to the Suntarans, and he just happened to be the same git out of universe crawling with untold myriads of gits who kiboshed Vinder's <laughs> career. That There is no other connection.
0: Well, that is a little disappointing, I don't mind saying. Yeah.
1: It's not at the service of Division or Swarm or Azure. Purely just happens to be in the right place at the right time. To the two right places at two right times.
0: That's definitely a disappointment. In part, I will tell you why. In
1: part, because even though I
0: do know that this is not the case, I know that at the time I was still thinking, "Is he Swarm? Like, is there some kind of link between them?" Because right. I'm almost certain that I must have IMDb'd this at the time. I'm almost certain I thought it was the same actor. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> clearly, there's like, one dude is painted purple and the other one just isn't painted purple
1: swarm and old swarm aren't the same actor yeah oh actually you know what fair point
0: (laughs) either way as the head of unit he spends decades climbing to the top only so that he can point cannons inward so that he can tell the people in charge of space cannons hey point them at the earth yeah all right boss that seems like a reasonable order yep we'll do no probs she's worse than the ood. that's all the centaurians needed so we have an impenetrable impenetrable shield of space cannons in place. And as long as we point them at ourselves, which for some reason we've added hinges that allow for that, then, <laughs> then the Suntarans can take over. That's all they're waiting for. That is worth decades of infiltration work, and during which no one notices that he doesn't age.
1: Ah, but that's because he doctored the documents and he falsified photos and things. Kegels had to do some top level super spy sleuthing to get to the bottom okay we will get to these are tangents upon tangents (laughs) well this episode frankly is all tangent how it fit so much into 50 minutes i think is to its credit because i don't know if it's just trained our brains to handle more multitasking but I could kind of follow everything, this huge disparate cast and what was going on. And yeah. so much happened and everybody had their storylines advanced.
0: I absolutely agree. I think it is incredibly well executed. Mm. But what it is executing is utter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I, I think Halfway so. there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, that is it. It's a very entertaining story, right? Or episode. It's a very entertaining, bombastic high-octane... Compendium of stories. It, yes, exactly. It's an omnibus <laughs> of, of B-plots, but not a single one of them really uh, stands up under scrutiny. Mm. Every single one of them falters. Anyway, right, so hang on, there, there is... Uh, yeah. Where did we start tangenting? Right, so he is trying to stop them from finding out about mm. the end of the world. Yes. He has sent agents to put... A stick of dynamite on a barbecue, <laughs> or whatever. And, oh yeah, in uh, 1904,
1: way before 1958, when we think he first turns up. Well, he has the meat. He he is traveling through time somehow, right? Yes. Yeah. So, m- meaning
0: he is he is all all over the place. He's aware of all of that time. He comes from the future to start with, right?
1: Yeah. How is he traveling through time? I guess a lot of I people know. can at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe his species, technology.
0: whatever he is. Yeah. Maybe they're just not really beholden to the limitations of linear time. Mm -hmm. But doesn't that, for example, mean he knows? when he gives the order or sorry when yeah when he gives the order to fold our space guns at ourselves he knows that he just needs to make his way there
1: oh yes so that's what he's doing and he's having fun
0: killing people along the way so why does he need to prevent them from finding out some sort of indiana jones b-plot that will lead nowhere he knows that they Uh, will not be able to stop him yes the people mm. he should be stopping are the people at unit. Like, th- they are the ones he needs to stop. He yeah. needs to stop. He doesn't need to prevent Yaz and her chums. No. And the new fam.
1: Also, he should know that his lackey, his big bulky dude whom he sends onto the ship, fails.
0: Yeah. I've got more problems with that big bulky dude and how the fam dispatches with him. Okay. First off, I'm assuming it's the same big bulky dude, or the same assassin. He he puts a stick of dynamite, or he puts several sticks of dynamite in the adjacent room.
1: Oh man, yes.
0: <laughs> so,
1: so, can I just say at this point? Yeah, Yaz's quick thinking.
0: Oh God, we we we. This cut, is exactly what I want to address. Yeah,
1: yeah, we explode. Cut to the ocean liner, and Jericho so says, <laughs> "Yeah, if it wasn't for your quick thinking, Miss Khan." It's yeah. like she was the last to smell burning, yet also the only one to get up and investigate the source of said. And burning. when she found
0: out, she didn't pull the fuse out of them. No. She put rugs on sticks. Are those rugs made of Kevlar
1: or something? What? <laughs> Why would you spend time piling rugs onto massive a massive chunk of dynamite? They're just making the dynamite warmer. They're going to increase the heat release. Pull the fuse. Cut the fuse with a scimitar or something. Cut the fuse.
0: Tear the fuse. Pull it out. Doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. Either way, don't spend time piling pointless. You know what? It's in the adjacent room. That means there's a wall between them and the dynamite. Mm -hmm. Is that wall made of something more brittle, more fragile than, let's say, two blankets. (laughs) Does it matter that she piles blankets or rugs or whatever, towels or whatever it is onto this Are you saying that
1: Yaz should have She-Hulk attorney at Lord (laughs) the wall out of its foundations and put it on top of the dynamite? No, I know that's not what you're saying. No, that's
0: (laughs) exactly... That is not... No, that is not what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) My my note finished. I wouldn't exactly call this a milestone in Doctor Who's history of clevers. I agree. Despite Jericho's... (laughs) Generous Estimation of Yeah Of her intelligence
0: Adulations
1: Yeah Okay
0: so Fast forward to the ship Ship part one and part two In fact Okay Both versions of it Pre-copy paste yep. The assassin shows up Okay And They kill the ass- oh, Sorry The assassin kills himself
1: Oh yes With a suicide pill
0: They chuck him overboard mm-hmm. Should maybe point out She's a cop Anyway So they chuck him overboard <laughs> Yeah <laughs> She's really grown from being with the Doctor. Yeah, so this is like a Scandi-Noir kind of cop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They chuck the dead body overboard. They obviously get away with it. They don't stop to think, who was this? Shall we investigate? Does he have... ID papers on him. Where's he from? Why mm. is someone stopping us or trying to stop us?
1: Who sent him? Are we getting close to the truth? Is that yeah. why? What does this tattoo mean? We're so fond of carrying around sketches that may or may not be clues. Yeah. Let's sketch this.
0: Anything snake related in any of these sketches, by the way, that we <laughs> haven't seen how we purloined from goodness knows where. Yeah. There's no investigation. Fast forward to post copy paste. We're now still on the ship. What's his face? Joseph Williams. Williamson? Joseph Williamson. That's the guy.
1: That's who I am, sir.
0: by. <laughs> <Sandine. laughs> <laughs> he shows up. To be clear, they have probably not had a fun time the last three years. They haven't wanted to experience three years between 1901 and 1904, right? No,
1: and it's been three years of constant pratfalls for Dan Bishop. Here is our first link. Here is their first link
0: to their life before they were angeled back to
1: 1901.
0: Mm. And all they do is kind of chuckle and... Watch him exit the room yes. And then there is no mention of like Well, how did he get here? This was it He was he was our key to get home Because he's clearly walking through Like weird space-time tunnels What the shit is happening? Who's that guy? We met him before Do you remember we met him on the planet Time? He was <laughs> there He is here on this ship now? Fuck! None of that It's yeah. all just oh, that was That was odd, wasn't it? Yeah Let's go back and investigate those tunnels You know what? That is so ridiculously obvious a clue and it's the kind of thing where you just wouldn't let him leave no you absolutely would not and you would at least
1: inter interrogate yourselves about what you just experienced well they start to do that and then they have to stop because Chibas thinks he stopped in time to avoid us pointing out the logical impossibility which i'm about to unfold okay yeah okay Dan Bishop says, we got to find him. So clearly what you do next is you run after him down the corridors. You all pick a deck and you run around shouting Joseph unless he has somehow found the entrance to his tunnel that got him to the ship and retreated back down that. If he Mm -hmm. has retreated back down said tunnel, he won't be in 1904. Exactly. So for him to be in 1904, he still has to be on the ship. In which case, get looking. But we can't have that because then we can't meet him in the tunnels in 1904. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're not talking me up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking myself up either. (laughs) I thought what would have been fun was would be for there to have been a tunnel wormhole hovering above the sea. And that's why he couldn't get back. And then that's the explanation for the Bermuda Triangle. Ships just yeah. keep piling into this wormhole and ending up under Liverpool and then these unexplained seismic readings. I love
0: it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which would fit into the whole sort of dark universe. The oh, yeah? What was it called? I never watched it. 19-something, 19... Oh, one? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, the series that they 1899? Oh, maybe that's what it was, actually. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. Podcast Land knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory knows what we're talking about. Definitely. It's too bad he isn't listening. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Nothing, matters again, anymore, right. Nothing matters anymore, Drew. Nothing matters.
1: <laughs> well, yes, everything is retconning at furious pace. Yes, that's true. That is now a plot device. It It turns out that time ripples are like a narrative gravitational force that is how joseph williams tunnels joseph williamson's tunnels work yeah like time time ripples he he surfs the time waves and meets everyone who has anything to do with where they ultimately end up or who manipulates the future of the post-flux universe so it I mean, Rick and Morty would make it especially explicit and make a joke out of it, but here we're just supposed to swallow it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some
1: things we liked... Can you think of any?
0: I'm scouring my notes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Nice Lethbridge Stewart's voice cameo. Yeah. I had to go back and listen to it because he, he does say something about, oh, it's the guy at the post office tower or whatever it is, what used to, what then turned into the BT tower. Yes. And that's from the War Machines. Okay. That's a William Hartnell story.
1: Oh, early. I didn't realize the Brig went back that far.
0: He wasn't in that one. Oh. But he was in... I think the line is... You've got the transcript there. He says something like he alerted... Maybe he showed up on our radar or something after that... Problem with the post? I think maybe I'm getting my sorry podcast line. If I'm getting my Hartnell stories mixed up,
1: well, the f- <laughs> transcript says Stuart O. C. Lethbridge-Stewart here. I want to call to the RAF, please. Terror of the Autons, episode four, January 1971.
0: Yeah, that's nice. As in, there's a soundbite from that in this in this episode. Yes, but immediately following that, the guy speaking with Snakeface. The general, yes. The general, he says something like, oh yeah, he's a shouter, but he's very good. We came across him after that business at the post tower or whatever. Yeah. But actually, and, and this is all fine. I can't I Actually, you know what? I don't remember the actual lines. It made sense to me at the time. Stuart showed up the first time in Web Web of Fear. Is that what it's called? Web of Fear? Okay. Which is the... Tube system, the web of fear. Oh, okay. It's a Yeti episode. It's freaking Lloyd. Now I'm mm. thinking it's actually a Trouton episode and not a Hartnell one. Sorry, Podcast Land. Anyway, a classic. There you go. Fucking classic. Black and white. <laughs> Black and white and it's classic. Yeah, it's Trouton. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But War Machines is Hartnell and it's pretty badass. Yeah. And that's the Tower one. Anyway, Podcast Land gets it.
1: <laughs> so you liked that. I did like it. Whatever, Whatever it, was it, it was, you liked it. It's
0: a nice touch to include... Yes, this is Unit, and Stuart is there. I like it. He just hasn't, I guess, risen to the ranks of a brigadier yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. I liked later in The Serpent's Run, mm-hmm. where he meets the great big fat Tory hog of a minister, and he's having dinner in some, it looks like Westminster Hall or something, oh, yeah, yeah. hallowed crevice of the government, yeah. where they do their shady deals, and... <laughs> The Tory is, is so odious he, he finds the serpent I've always found you relatively personable <laughs> Yes, I think we could get up to some hilarious things together But not this You're best <laughs> even me <laughs> and, and then when he's in the front of the car says, I was really hot in here today <laughs> <laughs> It's some sort of
0: terrarium Yeah <laughs> I like this kind of beautiful heat with their And their frariness none of this is going to be intelligible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, this is on a postcard podcast, right?
0: Yeah. Wait, so you liked that sequence? You liked him? Because I, I yeah, agree. I of, liked yeah. him. I liked that sequence. I liked... Actually, I liked all of Snakeface's assassinations. They're really nice little bits of terror, almost.
1: Yes. Yes, uh, they are... Very sinister, enjoyably so.
0: Yeah, but you do kind of point out that the start of Not Churchill having dinner, they meet at <laughs> the
1: Yeah, maybe grand-nephew of Churchill.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Winnie Jr., he says, you're a really nice chap. Also, they're having dinner together. Mm-hmm. And the second he goes, I was kind of contemplating applying for this job that you're recruiting for what do you say Hmm. he immediately turns into you're a massive c word fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i want nothing to do with you and by the way i'm just gonna say this i'm just gonna put it out there over my dead body
1: (laughs) oh yes
0: (laughs) i love the scene really quite slapdash writing don't you think
1: yeah yeah it has to be short many scenes in this episode While they did a sterling job in whipping through them, I thought were too short. I really wanted more of Kegels versus The Serpent. Mm. I wanted another couple of minutes of that. I
0: completely agree. I loved that Kegels was in this. but that also seemed really strange to me. There are two things that Kegels does that, that boggle my mind. One is, why would she
1: banter with Snakeface? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she just expose him? Arrest him? She's the head of unit. Yeah, but somehow he has worked his way into the oversight so position. So, you know how it is when your superior comes down on you and they've... They have been plotting. Is this Spectre? Is this what it is? Spectre, the movie. I guess
0: is uh, she is James Bond, and he is uh, what's his face? Blayfeld. No. Not Blofeld.
1: No, it was Spectre. I don't know. Oh,
0: maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Maybe it's not Spectre. He is the guy who was Moriarty in the BBC Sherlock.
1: Oh, right. Yes, Andrew Scott.
0: Andrew Scott, who plays some dude who is somehow weirdly above M in an oversight position.
1: Yes, and he's looking to take down the whole double O program. Exactly. Yep.
0: And so she needs to go rogue because that's what Daniel Craig did. <laughs> of course, of course. So, why does, so she contacts... That is Spectre. It is Spectre. Right, yeah. So, yeah. No, you know what? I'm not convinced. I'm not even convincing myself. I don't understand why she barters with him. She is in that room with him, and she goes, I'm onto you. I get it. Other people may not have noticed, but I've noticed that you haven't aged, and I can tell that you've got sinister motivations. You're an insidious, serpentine scoundrel, and uh, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a 2nd
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does Kegels not have any allies? Yeah, why wouldn't she... I mean, she has at least
0: one ally. At the end, she, Osgood. Yeah, at the end, she calls her one ally and says, Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm going dark. Why would you go dark? You're telling the one person that apparently, allegedly, ostensibly, the one person you
1: trust. Don't call me, Osgood. I'm breaking my flip phone. Well, that... <laughs> Why would you do this, you idiots? Because the subtext there is, Osgood, you think you're coming back? Fans, you want to see Osgood again? Snap. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Osgood slash Bonnie not coming back. Yeah. But then
0: ironically, over the last like year or so, flip phones have made a comeback, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe Osgood is just a flip phone away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reverse but- the polarity of the conversion plates? Yeah, so... <laughs> i like that 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 convinced me there were a couple of tech speaky lines in this one that i was like okay yeah why not
0: my this is one of few notes i've made my note when that came up was no measure of reversing polarity can save this shit show sorry oh, no. <laughs> check that box boom Don't get me wrong, I like it every time that they reverse the polarity of anything. Mm -hmm. But at that point, it was just kind of
1: too late. What is it that she's reversing the polarity of? The conversion plates. It's about the compression. I mean, we're going to get into, eventually, what the hell was the flux. Whether it's some kind of exotic antimatter, or whether it was just a way of compressing stuff. Because she talks about saving the universe via reversing the process here like decompressing what was compressed so. and what like
0: and recreating everything that the flux has destroyed all those people we saw die are going to be made manifest again
1: apparently but I remember I remember when flux wraps up everybody was like okay so there's a triple genocide and most of the universe is gone and the flux yeah. is just fine with it and we never saw her lift a finger to undo any of what she said she might hear I definitely
0: remember thinking that yeah, because it's a it, I remember thinking thinking it was similar to jj abrams detonating or imploding vulcan right yeah and thinking well no that's a fundamental part of the star trek universe you can't just do that And now what going forward there is no vulcan anymore and all vulcans are refugees Uh, that that fundamentally changes the texture of this universe here there is barely a universe left to speak of yeah. So texture be damned. There's nothing. What
1: What are you going to do now? I mean, it's quite an apt kind of analogy, isn't it, for how you know, he's ripped up the canon and made everything smaller.
0: Something needs to be undone here. Yes. I mean, certainly, flux needs, or sorry, the flux needs the to be flux. undone. Even even if we don't undo other bits of law that have been changed, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But surely we can't. We can't now say, well, yeah, ninety percent of the universe. Was murdered.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even though Yaz is now fine with chucking any number of bodies overboard, surely Dan hasn't been corrupted enough yet to let that slide.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Shall we talk fam
0: for a little bit? Let's maybe. Maybe Let's this can that. be a slightly positive tangent. So we do get that moment of Yaz dreamily re-watching the the voicemail the face mail, the the hollow mail.
1: (laughs) there's been too much of that though hasn't there
0: we did have that with what's her face vinda's bell Uh, that's her face yeah
1: and i feel like that's not the first one either that might be the third in this serial but i just can't remember them all didn't vinda also leave a message for bell and she's watching that and she's like i'm coming my love or something like that wait that's west country Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, I'm from Nerd 9 and I'm really knowing. I'm no, you're coming, right. my love. She, like, it's West it, Country again, fuck Yeah, it. no, you're right. So she was, there was a campfire
0: and she was watching his holographic message. Yes. Yeah, and this is exactly, yeah, you're right. This is the third holographic message.
1: Mm, lazy.
0: It's a little bit lazy, but yeah.
1: So anyway, I, anyway sorry, that's
0: beside the point a bit. T- turning this back into a positive-ish, yep, 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 yep. How how do you feel about... This may be starting to substantiate either either romantic feelings, at least from Yaz's side, mm-hmm. as she gazes upon the visage of, of her, her, I was going to say betrothed, by her, her loved one from somewhere... Her beloved, yeah. ...across space and time. Yeah.
1: Oh, I suppose, yes, because we've had... Bell and Vinder and Vinder and Bell. So this actually works as a parallel, like. Well, potentially
0: we don't. Uh, we don't get this from Doc's point of view. No,
1: we don't. But we have had both sides of a loving couple looking at the other one, and so that this then follows would actually argue in that direction. I thought that they had just left it entirely open to interpretation. It could just be good friends who miss each other, or it could be one with unrequited feelings. But now that it's the third in the sequence, and those were the previous two, yeah. I think it's left
0: very open, actually. I mean, I see what you're saying, and I hadn't read that into it. I think you might be right, actually. When I watched it, I just thought, well, it's left open because surely they're doing all this in the vain hopes of being returned to their former lives. Doc, or this holographic message, is... Probably the only thing that they have left of their former lives. I mean, they're not even wearing the clothes that they wore before. They are inhabiting entirely new lives, possibly new identities. Who knows? There's no sci-fi stuff around except for this one gizmo. No one knows who they are, where they're from, when they're from dot 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 this is the manifestation of what they're striving towards yeah slash she might be super duper loved up like it It could be anything in between yes
1: yes completely i found myself not as annoyed as you are by this (laughs) because i could never be but specifically here was where i had the biggest problem with the doctor doing her turning around thing and all the hand gestures oh because she is addressing a camera, I assume, like yep. an imagined viewer of this footage. And she's bloody turning around and talking behind her. And like, to whom could that possibly be? A tr- it doesn't make any bloody sense. And after that, I was like, well, now none of this is necessary. And it really did bug me. <laughs> well, well, all right. There you go. <sighs> what I about did, the rest of the... Oh, well, sorry, go I, I did kind of like the substance of what she was saying, though. Um, uh-huh with the ripples through time this will have been foreseen um, so there are clues dotted throughout history and i kind of liked how that motivated and justified this otherwise nonsense mission that they're on
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and that i miss you and i miss you too and oh i hope you said i miss you too well, that's weird i thought that worked Fairly well, even though it's something they've done many times before at this point. What about the... Yeah,
0: me too. I agree. I found that scene to be quite endearing, actually.
1: Yeah, and Big Head does still work, even if Yaz didn't say it, which I thought was a very nice
0: touch. Yeah, I like
1: that. What about the rest of the fam, chums? Let's leave Dan for last, shall we? <laughs> okay, Jericho slotted right in, but there wasn't really much Jerichonian about it, was he? He was just a bit more polite than the other two. He was a bit more at home in that earlier... Time period.
0: Yeah, I really like him. I think he is—he's is very charming. Mm. He is very polite, and it's nice to have just—I guess—another generation, another time represented. He's from earlier on in the timeline than Yaz and Dan Stevens. Yeah, but when we were introduced to him, he was a scientist, specifically a scientist of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And here he seems to be the greatest skeptic of the three. Oh, so that seems out of character.
1: How so? Where does he demonstrate
0: his skepticism? Well, for example, we get to like, why is he not leading them up the mountain to the frankly hilarious oh, bit character, the hermit? Scene, I can't remember his that name. That
1: scene. Ah, uh, I remembered. I was beaming by the time. They crested the hill, because I remembered how much I enjoyed it 18 <laughs> months ago, and I was not disappointed.
0: No, I was not disappointed either. I had forgotten about that scene, though, but I was very happily reminded of it.
1: Yeah, but Kumar is his name, Kumar, apparently.
0: He's Hilarialoid. Yeah. Is really, truly hilarious. There are,
1: like, 12 separate jokes in that scene, and 10 of them are great, and the other two are passable. That is such a good hit rate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So so that's
0: that's excellent. But why is... It, it really seems like everything about... Like, what should happen is... Sorry. What happens throughout their entire B-plot is essentially Yaz and Dan Stevens take the lead because they are from the present, and Jericho takes a slight step behind them because he's from the past.
1: Yeah, but not in this scene. In this scene, he's leading up and he says, this man is a legendary seer. He's our last best hope. He's finding out. And then he's the one who introduces himself. He even says, I am an expert in percipients and visionaries. So he does say that. So Jericho is Jericho.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Arguing you up.
0: Last well, point one. Surprise, surprise! I'm not actually going to give this that lower mark, <laughs> but okay. No, okay. I had forgotten that he does say that because genuinely, my argument was going to be maybe I even started saying it that like, why isn't he the one leading them up the mountain? But apparently, he was the one leading them up the mountain. Yeah. In in general, I feel like he and Yaz should be the ones who truly bond over everything here because they represent an understanding of the same realm, but from two slightly different perspectives. Whereas Dan Stevens. He is the moron who's been thrown into a relevant context Yeah Really what they should do is They should chuck the body of this assassin over the overboard And then they should chuck Dan right <laughs> after him
1: <laughs> and then he wouldn't have to be sleeping under the bed Yeah Kicking the Yaz from below in her sleep <laughs> How do you feel about Dan Stevens in this one? I think he's a bit better than last week But I didn't really notice how or why Yeah
0: I barely noticed him in general
1: Yeah no, yeah. Nothing much to say about him, unfortunately. All right, fair. Do you want to talk Vinda, Vinder and I feel Diane? Very similar about those two. We're really getting down to the scrag end of the cast list. We barely
0: get to see Vinda. Yeah, he misses Bell. Just wow. Strangers in the night, ships at sea. Well, whatever. Oh yeah, Pick he one.
1: hears her being hyperjacked, which sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Bell. <laughs> So he's now on a planet, yeah. which
0: I realize now is actually, I have a question about that planet, but actually, the question is just, it's just a statement <laughs> I've just included it among my introductory questions. It's just to say, that is not a monolith. But...
1: You- <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's Deep Space Nine after it's been fluxed.
0: Yeah. Monolith, one stone. Okay, monolith, one stone. <laughs> not a hand-shaped collection of towers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, so Vinda shows up. He gets passengers.
1: Apparently intentionally. Do you think so? Well, because he's oh, like, yeah, he yeah says John, I yeah. knew you'd find me. What are you going to do about it? And he knows his gun doesn't work because he was shooting the hell out of them. Well, out of thin air where they kept dodging him and Azur kept laughing ha ha ha, ha, ha. shoot me again ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> sound like yeah so he knows that doesn't work so he does want to get passengered
0: can you remind me how he got there in the first place so mm-hmm. the not a monolith Last time we saw him, he was on. He had just listened to Bell's voicemail. I think was the last time.
1: Well, when he rocks up, he says, "Oh, that's rough." So maybe I he's, think he, got he's the... wearing
0: one of those bracelet thingies.
1: Yeah. So that's how. That's how. Is it why the one there? Captain Jack has the time scoop or not time scoop? What um, is it?
0: I can't remember. Yeah, but but either way, why does he? Okay, so he has one of those. I don't remember him having that Vortex before.
1: manipulator.
0: But I don't remember him having one of those before. Not really. He was on a spaceship, wasn't he? But he
1: also managed to get to the last planet where she had been.
0: No. No? He was taken there. Oh, here we go. So he was taken there aboard the TARDIS. So the last time we saw him, no, he no, had messed Doc and off, Co.
1: The TARDIS dropped him off where? On his home planet or something? No, he,
0: here's the planet that you intended to go on honeymoon. That's probably where she's... Intending to meet you somewhere on this planet.
1: Off you go. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then he presume... got from
0: there to Pisano. That was Pisano, wasn't it? No. Oh! No, he's, he's
1: skipping planets right, so multiple skip- times.
0: So, at some point in between, he got himself a Vortex Manipulator. We just and, didn't see that. Pre-
1: yeah, presumably it does make sense. That would be why the TARDIS could leave him behind somewhere and not be abandoning him to a life of solitude. No. And that's what I mean by this serial might just slightly make more sense than we think.
0: If you consider all the bits that are either on the cutting room floor or <laughs> yeah. in Chiba's hindsight.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, that is possible. So anyway, so he's now on this... Uh, not a monolith. <laughs> nope, definitely not. He gets... Multilith? He gets passengers. Yep. Apparently intentionally. Is... He, sorry, are he and what's-her-face, Diane?
1: Yep. Are, Die. They the, are they the only people in this passenger? Passengers famously can fit hundreds of thousands of people. So why is she right there at the entrance? Yep. Entirely alone. Nobody else is hovering around the entrance waiting to see whether their buddies will rock up. Yeah. Yeah. How does he know Bell isn't in the passenger? Yeah, He doesn't. No, could have happened in the interim. He also doesn't...
0: So, here's what I wrote down. So, I just said, he's not particularly disoriented, and she's remarkably calm for someone who was abducted from a haunted mansion by a blue lady and whisked away to a giant staircase on an alien world.
1: Yep, four full episodes ago. Yeah. you has been in there bloody ages! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's already seen the sights.
0: She's walked around, she's talked to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's back at the staircase, because you never know. And then, coinkidink, Vinda shows up. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Actually, when you think about it, it all does make sense. (laughs) 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 Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can we... Sorry, I feel like I've been hogging the mic. Where do you want to take this?
1: Well, I've been talking big talk about, Oh, this episode is written with coherence and with plans of forethought and etc. Yeah. This really boils down to just a couple of misapprehensions or misconstruals I made earlier. It's partly to do with the time versus space thing, you know, where they were talking about... It's insinuated here as well. Yeah. In episode three, there were these horrible spiky... No, um, these horrible thickets of chat about time versus space and they were willing to wreck space and disrupt the flow of time and it wasn't wasn't really certain which side they were on. And nothing seemed to make much sense. But... And then you add that to why didn't they just kill the Doctor if they hate the Doctor so much? The Doctor bested (laughs) them last time. They look like they're about to kill her at the end of this episode. Why didn't they do that in episode two when they're on on Atropos, Temple, whatever? But keeping the Doctor alive does make sense if they are trying to establish this Psychotemporal link to get to Division and Tectaeon... You're
0: talking about Azure and Swarm, Swarm. Yeah. as in they are deliberately keeping Doc alive.
1: Yes, I think so. And that's oh. that's why all these seeming missed opportunities aren't. It's all part of a bigger plan. And when Tektoon earlier said about how Azure and Swarm were useful, it seemed like, oh, they're her agents. And I thought that for a while but they're not her agents Hmm. she represents to them the victory of space over time so and they wanted to disrupt the flow of time not to destroy it but to unleash it and to harness its power with these weird glowing crystals and things to make that psychic temporal link and so way more of that is what hangs together than what i had previously understood are they aware of...
0: They must be aware of Tectaeon's plan, or Division's plan.
1: Mm, they are definitely aware of Division, because Division, as in the Doctor's first iteration in the Carvanese stories... Wait, was, imprisoned what, them in the yeah, first place. Exactly, yeah. and so they are trying to take revenge on Division. But yes, they would have to know...
0: About the Flux and about everything else. That
1: Tectaeon was behind the Flux, Yeah, and they were not, and... Yes, that was where it actually fell down. I did make a note of that. Because Tectayune inviting the doctor there doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but they were counting on that. Yeah, the psychic temporal link actually doesn't make any sense either.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Ah, Chibbis, you were so close. You had me going for a minute there. Sorry, do they actually
0: refer to this psychotemporal link? Yes. They do.
1: Yes, they do. That was a line. You've missed loads. I don't know what you're doing through the second half of this episode. The psychotemporal bridge I've been building, powered by the energy we harvested from the life forms of that universe, i.e. all those drones hanging around on the multilith.
0: You are space and we are time. Yes, and then...
1: Convert you into extra time energy and you'd think they'd be more interested in the TARDIS, wouldn't you, in that case? <laughs> because isn't Tectaeun's Division H Just cube? a
0: gigantic TARDIS.
1: Yeah, it's a mega TARDIS. Yeah. That is how I understood... They even look up in the same way, the, the pink blossom on the trees. I the know angle I... reminded me... Of a loving shot of a TARDIS interior.
0: Yeah, I I thought the exact same thing. I thought, wouldn't this be a fantastic opportunity for Doc to go, oh, it's bigger on the inside. Like, it is (laughs) (laughs) absolutely... And it's stunning. It's gorgeous. What I assume equates to a console room. It's Mm. stunning. It's got flowers and trees, like cherry blossoms or something. It's
1: beautiful. And I think there was a fairly big reaction at the time. Wasn't it a shame this was the TARDIS 13 never had?
0: yes absolutely
1: rather than a honeycomb nightmare
0: yeah look around nary a gigantic (laughs) pulsating (laughs) crystal troll phallus (laughs) yeah did you say troll phallus I'm back in the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm. that is interesting the Azoran swarm reading had not got that you know what my very last unchecked introductory question bullet mm. was what are Azor and what's-his-face swarm well, actually doing? I forgot his name mid-question. And you've answered it before I've even asked. I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but I think, actually, you know what? No. 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 I get it. I get it now, no. and it makes sense.
1: No. Yeah. It's good, percolating. Good Excellent. Yeah. Very good stuff. However.
0: Oh, no. I just got it, man.
1: <laughs> the way they killed Tecton off. So easily, so swiftly. Yeah. So underwhelming, and it di- it didn't have any impact for me, because Tectaeon's awful. Yeah. It only had an impact in the sense of wasted story opportunity.
0: Yeah, and also it's kind of a waste to even have had her there if we're just going to discard her that easily. I would rather she had been kept around yeah. as a character. Whatever they do, even if they touch her and they do something, but they just they just freeze her in time, or whatever it is, they somehow disarm her whatever it is they yeah. steal her hat
1: and also this is apparently we have just very recently learned what they've been building up to for well in Swarm's case the entire length of the universe like yeah. he's been waiting for this moment and he this just kills her. Do it. Yeah. he just kills it like he kills anyone else because to them killing is just the exact same amount of fun every time no one's death is special it's entirely unremarkable he doesn't Really torture her at all? He doesn't put through her, put her through any kind of psychological He doesn't wringer. even
0: talk her through how he feels. No, doesn't even need to torture her. He just has to tell her about how angry she made him. Yeah, and then or how he... all of this could have been averted had she only not wronged him millennia ago, millions of years ago, whenever it was. Yeah,
1: make him feel something so that it feels like retribution and holds narrative weight. And, yeah, bring it home to her, as you say, what she did, and make her even more culpable.
0: Yeah. And give her a moment to realize that she maybe made a couple of bad decisions along the way. Just have a little bit of either regrets, remorse, or anything. I'm not talking about some kind of redemption. That's not what I'm talking about. But something to hammer home she is unhappy in her final
1: moments. because it's not even a comeuppance it's just an execution
0: yeah and it's so incredibly quick it's practically painless like there's yeah anyway yeah she just freezes in place boom she's done zero lessons learned and (laughs) because i don't really care about her i barely care about the bad guys here although they are quite interesting the person i really do care about is doc Mm -hmm. But it's not really like she loses anything, because yeah, she is that person who was sort of her mum, as in Tektyun was sort of Doc's mum for a while, but she didn't really know that, and also she doesn't really like her, and surely she has, by now, rejected that faux-mother. And the only thing that Tektyun had to offer her is already replaced and surpassed by the fob watch right next to her. Yeah. So you don't need Tektyun because now you've got the fob watch. That's a million times better than Tektyun.
1: Yeah. And that must be what Chib has realised. Oh, I need to get her out, bumped off pretty quickly. <laughs> and I can do that very efficiently. So efficiently it loses all its heft.
0: What happens to the Ood at the end of it? Oh, no, wait, hang on. That is that is the cliffhanger, isn't it? As in, they kill Tektoon. What's going to happen now? They're uh, advancing
1: on the done. Doctor. Yeah, the Ood will yeah. come back next week. Yeah. Cool. Great. Okay. I did like the scene where Tektoon and Doc go head-to-head on how they conduct their lives. Like, could the Doc have had a completely different life? What would that even mean? Does that mean she doesn't want to be the person she is now? And then, I love a good charge of hypocrisy. You're just the same as me. Picking up these people, hmm. experimenting on them, taking over their lives and taking them from where they were happily existing until you came along. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I would have liked another couple of minutes.
0: I agree. If we're going to invest any time in this character and in that dynamic, that relationship, their rapport, then let's invest considerable time, yeah, you know what actually is happened you we were here? robbed is what was happening, sorry, yeah, go ahead,
1: yeah, S- sorry, you were robbed who was robbed? no, we were robbed, we were
0: robbed of a mother daughter reunion, yeah we were teased with this, oh wow, wait, doc has we were teased once before in a capaldi episode, we were teased with doc's childhoods oh yes he he meets. Oh, no, he... Maybe he doesn't meet, but Clara certainly meets kid doctor in a barn. Yeah, hiding under the bed or something. And we hear his parents around the corner. Yeah. And that was such a nice tease. He was like, oh, wait, you know what? Doc was once a child and had a normal upbringing. This is before everything's been retro-rewritten, doesn't matter. But so at that point, surely it's like, if he had that upbringing, if he had a family, of course he had a family... As in, of course, he came from somewhere. Imagine what would happen if he met them. He goes back to Gallifrey every so often. What if he meets either his folks' regenerations or anyone like it's, it's, some friend of his from school? The Master is the closest thing to that. Yeah. The
1: Master's now been killed. We now. Well, he hasn't. No, but and, I mean, neither, for all intents and purposes, neither have any of the other Time Lords. They are now all Cyber Lords. He's got a Cyber Lord mum and a Cyber Lord dad yeah but we've yeah we've never met them, so now <laughs> we are
0: finally finally privy to that reunion after decades. We are finally able to see what happens when Doc meets her mum, yeah, yeah, and nothing is made of it. That's why I feel we were robbed. We were robbed of a mother, daughter or daughter, mother, rather reunion,
1: mm yeah. Yes, if you are going to do this and scorch the earth, then at least let us enjoy the flickering flames Yeah, as everything burns. Yeah. And if you invest
0: more time in building that relationship, as in they're reunited, they spend a little bit more time just... Kind of rekindling. Maybe Doc starts to remember things. Oh my god, do you remember that thing? Oh, you used to sing to me. Oh my god, do you remember? Oh my god, I remember that's the thing. What? You've got the thing on your on your bookcase. I remember growing up seeing that. I've got, got flashes, flashbacks from my childhood. I think. And I th- then when Tectune is murdered, it actually means something to Doc.
1: I think it would be more powerful if Tectune was leading her on with stories like that. And there are lots of very rote, formulaic beats hit in this episode. All the cool scenes, whatever, that they're just like, oh yeah, well that's good telly, but it doesn't make any sense. Here, they could one-up it slightly and have Tectaun sort of leading you on into the scene as if that's what's happening. And the Doctor's like, I don't remember any of that. And then Tectone would be like, of course you don't. And there's complexity there. There's, that is there... true.
0: And maybe she's just inventing, uh, inventing all these anecdotes or even recounting anecdotes yeah. just in order to convince Doctor cynically convince Doctor, follow her and become her new acolyte, her new master agent in the new division in Universe 2.
1: That could be a motivation, but also Tectone regards the Doctor with a mix of sort of contempt and grudging respect and all of that could be put into their interaction yeah i a agree bit more than it is
0: I, I completely agree with you even though to be clear we pointed out about an hour and a half ago that would also not make sense because this entire season is about how this reunion should never happen oh yeah that's true yeah
1: well i was going to say that what this episode is a symptom of is last week's laser-like focus on the angels and a tiny bit of bell yeah so everything else has to be crammed into this episode to set us up for episode six and that's why all these scenes are just slightly underfed Hmm. yeah because everything had to be cut a minute before they got really good Yeah, okay. I I think, maybe. I'm not saying saying that they cut all the best lines and they're on the cutting room floor or anything like that. Perhaps they never existed, but it's just a structural issue that last week certainly didn't help. Yeah, that...
0: You are right about that, but I think there are structural issues with this episode as well. Mm. If we curtail the B-plot with the fam slash the chums...
1: Oh, they only go to maybe three locations, which is what they do every other time, rather than five. Have them...
0: Yeah, have them... Well, if you write that a little better. Yep. They go to Mexico, they find a Yankee Candle, they <laughs> get on a ship, we don't see them going there, by the way. We don't have to copy-paste anything. We just see them leaving that place on a ship. Assassin shows up on the ship. They dispatch the assassin. While they are in the process of carrying the corpse out, the door opens again. Joseph shows up. We yeah. merge these Holy shit, oh, yeah. what, are you, what are you up to? Oh my god, they like just hilariously drop the corpse on the floor. Oh my god, we remember you from the planet of time. No, 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 you are not going anywhere before we talk to you. He goes, no, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. He leaves the cabin, but before he closes the door, they leave with him. They close the door, there's a dead body still in the cabin. But they are now in the tunnels. We yeah. have skipped 22 minutes conservatively over this episode.
1: In favour of
0: streamlining that B-plot and giving more time to what actually matters in this episode.
1: Yeah. There you go. If you need to keep the brilliant scene with the seer, have that at the beginning and then they go to Mexico and and that's it. Bingo. And then you get rid of the Great Wall of China bullshit. Yeah. (sighs) That's a really good suggestion, I think. No thanks. Yeah. Okay, so I've got one last point.
0: All right, let's hear it.
1: It occurred to me as I started watching episode five why didn't they make the flux mess with the intro sequence would that not have been fun could that not have been slightly different oh yeah that
0: is a nice idea yeah the same way that we had back in the day we would have christmas specials and there would be tinsel and baubles and snowflakes and stuff inside the vortex yeah that's a really good idea and, yeah, because we are looking at time, effectively, in that intro sequence. We're looking at the vortex.
1: Exactly. We are traveling through some dimension of the universe, and it would have made the flux seem much more like a real and present threat, because presumably it's still barreling around the universe somewhere. I know that Tectane is going to supercharge it with one final blast, yeah. but it seems like ages since we actually saw any flux.
0: We only got to see, sorry, not he- see, here a different version of the credits, the end credits... Before there was a superfluous Vinda post mid credit sequence, one or two episodes ago, do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was already the music going slightly wonky, and that could maybe be argued was because the flux is messing with everything. Do that with every Do that with the opening credits.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point. Super. But, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, it could be shocking. It could be eating away at the very fabric of the show. Yeah. You'd be like, oh wow! Like, and it gets worse every week. Slightly worse. Slightly shorter. Like there are more holes where there used to be things. Put interesting stuff in the holes. Like I don't know, just Hey-o. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A missed opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mark it down, but I just thought that eh, would have been nice.
0: Yeah, it is. That's an, an excellent idea. idea. Right. Well, we have. Uh, we've been talking. <laughs> we've been talking this episode asunder. I feel. <laughs> How about yeah. we try to somehow numerically
1: rate it. Let's. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or
0: hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey la 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 Ratings. la. Ratings.
1: I still don't have a numerical rating, but
0: uh, I'll go first then, shall yeah, I? Yeah,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet because, holy smokes, yeah, it, it, I didn't realize how long we'd been recording, and I feel like we've actually covered everything already. What else is there to say? Most of. Doc and Chums, we've already discussed them ad nauseum, suffice to say, most of them <laughs> are doing great work here, so bravi. Foes, well, this this episode is brimming with foes, dang blasted, but uh, the greatest foe of all is perhaps the, the absence of a co-writer, or us editing it. <laughs> Production values are great, blah blah blah, enough said. Two things I would like to point out, though. First off, there is a line from Tektune. Everything you are is because of me. And that is not everything you are, Doctor. That's everything you are in this particular moment, in this particular scene. You, former agent of Division. You, former blah, blah, blah. You who is actually in that fob watch over there. It's mm-hmm. because of me. And in a nutshell, this is kind of why what I dislike about this entire reimagining. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame. Yeah. And the second thing is the fetch your human next to the wall. That is exactly the bit that I asked you about the last time. The, okay. the, like, how do you summon Doc from anywhere in space and time? Oh, you just vandalize a a monument.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: Doc will find it. And I guess, actually, in hindsight, now that I think about it, I would have expected Doc to show up there. Not Carvinista a hundred years in the future. I would expect Doc to show up. Maybe even, like, <laughs> Capaldi shows up he's like the fuck are you guys doing here? And who are you, by the way?
1: (laughs) Well, it's almost done as a joke, isn't it? Because he's like, what the bloody hell are they doing that for? I can't travel in time. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, not good enough to class as a joke. Yeah. So, anyway,
0: I'll skip to the end. Main takeaway, as I said, it does not stand up to scrutiny. However, as the last hour and 45 have proven... Are still remarkably well done and incessantly entertaining. So I've given this just straight down the middle 2.5.
1: Okay, right. I like it. It hasn't helped me at all, but I've landed on a score and here we go. <laughs> I'm going to preface it by saying, damn, was this watchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, we didn't get the extended scenes that really take us onto the higher plane of drama and writing and enjoyment. But as a whiz-bang tour of about 10 different goings-on i mean it had such momentum how they managed to compress all of that into 50 minutes you'd think they'd fluxed their own script and i was surprised i had been surprised at how much sense this nearly made we have since bolstered at length our arguments for why it could never fully hang together It does make me think that had the priorities of the decision makers been slightly different, slightly less towards the contrivances of television, this maybe could have worked. Maybe there wasn't that much that needed to change. But see, previous, you talking about that message, it's no Hello Sweetie. I'd have accepted Hello Poochie. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) But then they wouldn't have known River Song. So, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed all the unit stuff even though the canon-altering scope went up another notch and didn't fully ring true, I I thought it was ballsy. And, yeah, I agree. And Prentice slash the Serpent, eminently, there's that word again, watchable. And the fact that they're now generating the final waves of the Flux hasn't destroyed the universe. For a while, I was like, you failed. Of course it's not over. What are you doing? But no, there is a plan. There is somehow a plan in place, however dimly and implicitly, Come with me into the next universe, forget about the canon forever, it's momentarily enticing. Although, only if you ignore everything you know about the Doctor, which Chibbers, you've been doing a bit too much lately. And the Carvanista counts to one, that's a perfect count up, well done. I'm going to give this a 2.1.
0: Oh, wow. I definitely thought that you were going to go higher than me there. Interesting. 2.1.
1: Excellent. We, we tore it so many asunders that, yeah, I can't really give it more than
0: that. Uh, however, that being said, this conversation, this, this, frankly, hilarious, Lloyd, an incredibly entertaining soiree. Well, let podcast land be the judges. Talked me up
1: oh really yeah. <laughs> so
0: it did happen. oh dear I don't know I didn't have a number in mind before but I definitely appreciate it more now than I
1: did before yeah good I, stuff I think I have to say it's I haven't given any episode of Flux less than an average score yet I think this has to be the episode for you it was part three for me it's this one
0: fair enough Yeah, yeah this is so far a pretty solid season yeah yeah
1: and I believe next week, while there will be huge unanswered questions, will be a little bit of an upswing. Okay. As things come together. I look forward to that. Jodie has lots of fun. Good. good. Thrice the fun.
0: Oh, I somehow remember bits of this now. Okay, yeah, all right. You know what? That's next time. In the meantime, yes. we are not the only people with opinions, I believe. No. Lost and shanked. At least four other people had opinions.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> Let's hear them. <laughs> From the opinionated quartet. Listener Minis, now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand.
0: Shazamatron, Podcast Land, and welcome to the Listener Mini section of this podcast episode. That's right, we do have four Listener Minis for this, and you know what? Penultimate episode of Flux and all that, we've decided to read all four in their full splendour, so...
1: Whoop, 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 whoop!
0: First up, it's Kieran Evans! What up, Kieran? Hello, Kieran. Kieran starts, hi, folks. The Doctor's part of this is... Fairly similar to that in The Timeless Children, with uh, Tek taking over the Master. At least there isn't the PowerPoint presentation, and the Doctor has a bit more interaction with Tek so, in a way, this is an improved version upon the Timeless Children. Well, that's something, I suppose. The setting for the Division HQ is cool, though it reminds me of something from the pre-2005 novels where the CIA, the Gallifreyan one, took themselves out of the universe and sat outside watching. Interesting.
1: Mm. Cool. Kieran continues, Yes, being so certain how to get rid of a dead body is... interesting for a police officer. Indeed. Well, I assume they must want, need to know the criminal's methods so that they can prosecute... <laughs> Some fairly nice scenes of Yazdan and Jericho. They are actually a fairly good grouping. Though I think the Chibnall trademark quick cutting between locations announced by Title Card does belittle their journey. It would be nice if it was shown more of.
0: Mm, That is true.
1: (laughs) Uh More locations, please. (laughs) I don't know about more locations,
0: but more in those locations. If you're going to have them be Uh, in a particular location, show more of that location.
1: I prefer your retro rewrite to Kieran's. You know what? I'm biased.
0: So do I. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Kieran. (laughs) Kieran continues. I'm viewing the setting up of Unity here as an old history version of what is actually in the normal timeline due to the Grand Serpent interfering with things. Also, Lethbridge Stewart being a corporal in 1967 is not how military ranks work. He would have had to have gone to an officer academy, Sandhurst, and it's very rare for officers to come up through the ranks.
1: Oh, are you saying the brig isn't rare amongst military men? Also, is that how it works?
0: Surely people are promoted in the military. Are they not? I assume that's how it works. I
1: think there are COs and NCOs, commissioned officers, non-commissioned officers...
0: I know nothing about this world, I'm
1: sorry. Mm, I know very little. I know those acronyms. Rad. Kieran concludes, this is very much an episode where everything is being set in place, ready for the finale. Which is always a problem when you have this kind of length of stories. C classic series. Mm-hmm. It's all right, but nothing special. And Kieran's rating is three point three out of five. Yeah, okay,
0: fair enough. Solid mini, solid rating. Thank you very much, Kieran. People who are not Kieran should absolutely rent all of their Evans from where,
1: <laughs> Drew KJ Evans, too, for all your Evan needs. That's right. Thanks, Kieran. Ooh, who's next? Why next up? It's Andy Parkinson. What up, eh, Andy? Hi, I'm Boo. <laughs>
0: Andy starts. Hi chaps. Hi Andy! Hi Andy! So after one of the all-time best cliffhangers, we get one of the all-time worst resolutions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That aside, though, this episode barrels along nicely, throwing out plot points left, right, and center.
1: I will say that cliffhanger resolution was so bad, it actually lessened. Oh, any it elevates feeling.
0: the rest of the episode. Well,
1: it, it does. <laughs> but also this episode's own cliffhanger I was entirely unfussed not only because it couldn't be less imaginative it's not an angel at the controls it's not the doctor turning into an angel it's just a dude reaching forward to kill our protagonist it couldn't be less imaginative but also I've been burned too many times by all these shit resolutions like any bloody thing could happen in the first minute of episode 6 and I'll just be like yeah whatever
0: yeah 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 that's right
1: (laughs) So, anyway, Andy was just about to start a series of likes. Oh, yes. What are they? The Seer. Brilliantly fun. Greed. Yaz, Dan, and
0: Jericho's globetrotting. I love their relationship and banter.
1: Mm, to an extent. Mm. Steve Orham as Joseph Williamson. His relief at Yaz and Coor believing him is great. Yes.
0: Actually, yeah. yes. Yeah, we didn't talk about him enough. He is he's terrific. Definitely in my like list as well. Nice mm-hmm, one, Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy has then provided a list of <laughs> beefs. First, <laughs> beef.
1: How is the Grand Serpent moving through time? Did I miss something? I don't think it was ever supplied. Okay, so this may be niche, not going to Kieran, but Lethbridge-Stewart is said to be a corporal, yet he went to Sandhurst, meaning he'd be at least a second lieutenant. If you're going to start messing with unit history, at least try and get basics right. Oh my
0: God, Kieran and Andy, well done for knowing all this stuff. Two for two, you next two have a hard act to follow. Yeah, very impressive. And last, boof. The exposition. I know it cursed the Chibnall era, but it's so clunky.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of descriptions of what had just happened. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Agreed.
1: When Vinder gets taken by passenger, he materializes inside him, but shows no signs of disorientation. He doesn't even look around to see where he came from. He just draws his gun and walks down the steps. Sounds like a final extra (laughs) beef.
0: Yeah. Also, here's my friend who agrees with me. Mm.
1: Andy concludes, overall,
0: by no means the best story in Flux. I did find it barreled along nicely, though. And while not all plot points get resolved, it's an enjoyable episode. And Andy awards this (gasps) 3.7 dead bodies thrown overboard out of 5. Wow. Very, very nice, Andy. Excellent
1: stuff. Barrel-sized heart, Andy. (laughs) I would say that my giving it a 2.1 does not mean I didn't enjoy the episode. I gave the same score to In the Forest of the Night, which is another enjoyable but absolute shit episode. Yeah. For me, at least. <laughs> for no one else.
0: No, I don't remember what I gave that, but I... <laughs> not that much. I No, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't remember enjoying that one too, that much. Anyway, thank you so much, Andy. Excellent mini.
1: not point 0.2. <laughs> Wait, did I? Yeah. Lip in. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much, Andy. Leon, can Andy be found
0: online? You bet your ass Andy can be found online. Head on over to at Caffrey's 71.
1: That's when you're not meeting him in person, lucky beggar. That's right. Yeah,
0: I did meet Andy. Did you say, hi, Andy? You know what? I didn't say that at first. I did say that later, but I think it was more of a retro read, right? I think I actually said, why the fuck did I not not address you as, (laughs) hi, Andy, the first time? I'm an idiot. Anyway. Bye, your A, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy.
1: Who's next? Well, next up, it's GP Haynes. What up, GP? I said G, you said P. G. P. P G. P. GP, GP. Yeah, that's right. GP says, hello, awesome people. Hello, awesome GP. I really don't like this division storyline. And why does the current humour still seem so forced?
0: Ooh. Mm. Mm. This episode does have some good points. Says GP, you like, possibly, the brigadier speaking in the unit building? If so, that was a great nod. I approve.
1: That was! Mm. Approve! (laughs) And I found this storyline far more interesting than the Whittaker stuff. GP's also glad Jericho was still here. Why can't he be our new companion? Please? (laughs) Better yet, make him the Doctor. Oh, wow. Bold move, GP. Mm. Once again, Dan was totally superfluous to the story. Agreed. But it was great to see Yaz with some get-up-and-go. Eh, uh, y-
0: yes. Yes? I agree to an extent. I wish that the get-up-and-go would have pointed in a more interesting and relevant direction.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like she was just acting a caricature of getting up and going. Hmm.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But of those three, she's the only one who is getting up and going anywhere.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Anywho, GB continues. The production was pretty good. Special effects were top notch, especially the serpent. That's a very nice effect, actually. Mm. Yeah, they The really lingered Distending on cranium, whatever it is that the yeah. snake is doing inside of people's heads. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm. Gruesome. Mm.
1: Horrible. Is what the master told me true? Yes. No! <laughs> <laughs> screams GP In a proliferation of full caps Humans are annoying Especially him Now that was forced w- Remind me
0: where that's from
1: What What is that? That's the Carvanista After he's got the message And he can't travel back through time
0: Oh Right Yeah yeah Fair
1: Fair Okay GP couldn't agree more mate couldn't agree more. And he gives this a rating of 2.2 sad oods working for Tech Taeyun. Mm. Ooh, excellent rating, mm. mm.
0: That is a very good uh, mm, yeah. point. GP, solid mini. Solid mini from a solid dude. Peeps who are not GP should absolutely follow GP on Insta and YouTube. But where can they do that, Drew? They can find this solid dude at Finding G-Spots. <laughs> I love that handle. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, GP. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Who's last? Why, last up, it's Michael Ridgway! Ridgway, it's been so long since we did that. I know.
0: Oh, welcome
1: back, Michael.
0: Hello, Michael. Love
1: you, Michael.
0: <laughs> Michael's been a spiffing chaperoon and has provided us with a list of likes and a list of peace. First, peace. like. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you can't catch me out. Oh,
0: First like is Yaz and Company's fun Indiana Jones mini-adventures, and the wonderful teasing Shaman Dude, one of my favorite scenes in Jodie's Reign, obviously second favorite to You-Know-Who's cameo in Power of the Doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the birth of Unit, Bagels' soothing voice. Oh, yes. A cheeky reference to the War Machines.
0: Yay! And last like... Wacky Joseph Williamson. I really want to visit his tunnels.
1: <laughs> Get out of my tunnels, sir. Nice. And now Michael follows up with his customary list of booths First, beef. Put the blankets over the fuse, jazz. you total muppet.
0: Oh, yeah, that's another way of solving it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Next, boof. The Protect the Earth from Displaced Aliens has an ugly undertone of Stop the Space Boats. It risks providing swell inspiration for a loony speech about woke Daleks and Cybermen coming over here to steal our benefits. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Michael's next is surely the worst snake effect in Who history. Whoa.
0: GP, here's your friend who doesn't agree with you.
1: Well, maybe it's because they spent so long just staring at it. It eventually started to look a bit naff. And that includes the rubber Mara in Snake Dance, Michael adds. C-minus effects, people. Stop snoozing on the job. And Michael's final boof. I query the
0: feasibility of, one, painting such a neat message over such a large jungle, (laughs) and, two, maintaining the message's legibility over 120 years. Here's our friend who agrees with both of us.
1: Yes. Dang right, Michael. And Michael's rating is, should we even rate Flux as individual episodes? If so, four out of five cheeky chuckles the mountain dude provided. One whole point for him. Make him a new companion, please. Wow. Kumar and Jericho. (laughs) (laughs) The crime busters of the sea. No, whatever.
0: You know what? I like that. It wouldn't be Doctor Who, but I would watch it nonetheless. Yeah, It'd be why great. Not? Yeah. Four out of five. Holy smokes, Michael. Aww. So big. Sid. <laughs> People who are <laughs> not Michael. Shame
1: on you. But Oh no, pity them. <sighs> the poor buggers. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. in the same boat. Have a little heart. Fret not. You
0: and we can say hi to Michael online. Where can he be found? He can be found at Bad Underscore Movie. Underscore Club. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much, Michael. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank you very much, everyone who sent something in for this episode. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah, no. Terrific
1: evening, Dude mm, Meister.
0: Yeah. Good fun.
1: Have you this episode justice? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not wait a month until the next time.
0: No, exactly. That was all my fault, I'm sorry. Uh, Circumstance. Yep. What is coming up next, though? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not the last of Doctor Who, right? Just
1: barely. Next up, in the classic channel, we have
0: The Curse of Fenric. Oh, curse that Fenric. After which, we are back in yoo territory with the finale of season 13, the last of Flux, namely The Vanquishers.
1: Hmm. And soon, for we have allotted it a slot in the calendar, we will be doing Doctor Who Redacted in the audio channel. That's right. That's no longer a vague,
0: uncertain promise, Podcast Land. Even though we do still need to double-check the dates. But, yeah, it yeah. is happening. Yeah. It is yeah. absolutely
1: happening. We've even looked up how long the episodes are. That's been right. Like, well, we're doing this.
0: Way longer than we thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is it. In the
0: meantime, though, peeps can say hi to us in some way. Drew, you are no longer
1: on social media. No, but I can be reached at whobackwhen at gmail.com, as Tracy from America so touchingly did. Yes, indeed. A few weeks ago. I'm very grateful for that. Lovely to hear from you, Tracy. See,
0: I do forward
1: these emails yeah, you yeah. did and there was only one <laughs> 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 oh well leon how about you uh hi tracy by the
0: way i i can be found on yeah you know what i can still be found on twitter where i am incredibly prolific i am at punk and p-o-n-k-e-n you know what full disclosure i basically don't use it aside from as a mailbox so if you do want to reach out to me do say hi i'll say hi right back otherwise we can collectively also be found on twitter at who back when all in one word for your spelling convenience even
1: jim <laughs> and he might even pass on the message to murray yeah oh dang right Yeah. Dude Meister, yes. Thanks for a fantastic evening. Oh, I thank you, good sir. Mm. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every time he he's, finishes every sentence with it.
0: And thank you very much, Podcast Land, for being such a lovely audience. Until the next time, please be rad and excellent to one another. Rock on and ciao, ciao. Bye bye. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it.
1: We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com
0: slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more, which increases in cablamos with every episode.
1: And lastly give us a rating and review on iTunes it helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points.
0: That's it, rock on and be rad and excellent to each other.
1: Catch your ear in our next Who review or bonus
0: episode Until then, cha chow. Who back when?